When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, it is underway in the first period of Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. We are currently recording this as Game 1 has just kicked off and decided we were going to do one of our episodes like we did during the season, where we just kind of talk about what's going on in the game while it's happening and whatever else comes on to our minds. So excited to do this for the Stanley Cup, huh, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. All right, so... Oh, look at that. We got Darren Helm on the third line now. How about that? Did you see the stat that this is the first time since 2001 that two Norris finalists are going head-to-head against each other? What, Scott Stevens versus... Ray Bork. He was a Norris finalist yeah. in his 40s? Yep. Oh, my God. I, there's got to be no way he deserved that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legacy award. Oh, my God. It's an ultimate uh, legacy award. Oh, big time. Big time. But... Yeah, this is a really exciting matchup, though. So anybody who's been listening to any of our recent episodes, notably our last episode, you know that Taylor and I both picked Colorado to win this series. Taylor, I believe, did you say seven games or six? I said seven. We both said yeah, seven, Yeah, we both right? said seven, right. Okay, yeah. So we think this is obviously going to be a very entertaining series. Just, again, two teams that are just so well-matched just in terms of their firepower, their star power. Of course, you know, Tampa being led by Steven Stamkos and Kucherov and Braden Point, who is active for Game 1. And it also helps that they have the best goalie in the world in Andre Vasilevsky. So even though we're both big on, uh, we've all been high in Colorado all season, Tampa's going to put up a fight in this one. They're going to want to have that third cup. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Tampa has been the underdog in all three series that they've had so far which is kind of surprising mm-hmm. to, to say, but it's true. Like, yeah. they were they were the three seed in the Atlantic, the Leafs were the two, and then they had to go uh, face Florida, who were the, the President's Trophy winners. And then they had to face, weirdly, the Rangers were the two seed in the in the Metro. I, I don't think anyone would have had them favored in the series, but they were technically the road team in that <laughs> series. So Makes it's sick. It's interesting, but yeah, they're, they're not an easy out. Uh, we, we talked about how their depth isn't as good as it was last year. Like, they lost quite a few guys in the offseason. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have mattered. They lost Yanni Gord. They lost Barclay Goodrow, Blake Coleman. I don't remember who else. I mean, it literally doesn't matter who their backup is. Key guys on their, just in their bottom six, yeah. Yeah, basically. I think they lost a total of, like, five or six guys. Right. Was that a, that was basically a line, wasn't it, last year? Gord, Coleman, and, and might, Goodrow? Uh, I think... Or no. Goodrow good and Coleman were probably more on the fourth line, but Gord, I feel like, was always the third line. Yeah, well, anyway, they lost They winner. lost quite a few guys. Yeah, oh, Tyler certainly. Johnson. Tyler Johnson, too. Yeah. yeah, so, but it it doesn't seem to have mattered. I Even though, so Braden Point, who I believe is in tonight. Yes. Uh, good for him. He didn't play for all of this playoffs. Didn't matter. Like, it's just crazy how they can, they can weather these blows. Like, they didn't have Kucherov for the entire regular season last year. Didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. They were still good in the um, the division they were in in the COVID year. 
two years ago, Stamkos played like two right. playoff games, but Colorado is also dominating right now in this. They are. This is and they're really, really going start, to the first yeah. period. Yeah, just consistent offensive possession. They're winning battles. Their forecheck is just hot. Like well, they're so they're moving. Are you telling me that Tampa Bay is getting pinned in their own zone with Zach Bogosian on the ice? <laughs> Who would have thought, folks? Wild, absolutely wild. I can't believe he's he's going to be playing in his wow. second Stanley Cup this year. It makes me kind of sick to my stomach to think that, but, you know, here we are. This is the world we live in in 2022 now. Zach Bogosian's winning cups. mm -mm. Mm. Don't like it. No. But he's gone now. (laughs) Looks like Zach Hedman, or Zach Hedman, Jesus. Victor Hedman is out on the ice now. Darren Helm Darren Helm is 62 hits in the playoffs. Good for him. Flashing that up there. Man, they, um... They asked uh, someone with the athletic, I think it was, asked players what their favorite memory of the Stanley Cup was, of them being kids, you know, mm-hmm. watching the Stanley Cup as a kid. And a lot of players uh, seem to not have watched that much hockey when they were kids. <laughs> so some of the Russian guys were like, we didn't watch the NHL, which makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Like, so they had, like, basically when a lot of them said 09 because Malkin won as a Russian, that was a big deal. And then some guys were like, like, Kel McCarr said 04 Calgary because he's from Alberta. And Calgary's his team. I can't believe he even remembers that. <laughs> Is he like three years old then? Not even. I don't know how old Caleb Carr. He's got to only be 22 or something, right? Yeah, that was 18 years ago. I don't know how he remembers that. Uh, but there's one. There's a funny one that um, Cal Foot. Oh, wow. No, yeah, he's 23. So 1998. So. Well, when in 1998? October, though, because so he's like five and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the, the Sabre Stars yeah, that's, Cup. That's true. I mean, granted, I'm like six at that point, but still. You're Wait, five. no, I'm five, actually. Yeah, yeah you would have right. I would have still yeah. been, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So, Kel Foote was like, I, I liked 01 the best, even though I don't remember it. <laughs> what? Because his dad won. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's some good ones like that. Someone someone else's dad, oh, Manson's dad lost the cup. Really? In two, to, in 2000 with Dallas. I don't wow. know why he mentioned that, because he was asked about his favorite one. But future saver, uh, Josh Manson. <laughs> Did mention that. We love it. We love so, some foreshadowing. one thing, since we're at a kind of a stoppage here, we should mention is that there's some rumors that, who knows how true they are, they seem to be not not that much behind them, but uh, John Gibson might want to be traded. Yep. Uh, but he says he doesn't want to be traded, so who knows if he's telling the truth. I feel like that's a usual thing, though. Guys don't normally admit to that in most cases. Yeah, maybe, and you never know. Maybe he's like, hey, if you did trade me, that'd be fine. Yeah. And that, Anaheim's probably like, yeah, it would be. <laughs> But so what are your thoughts on uh, he has five, going after him? Five years left at six and a half million, yeah, I think. Yeah. So that's tough because like that's already tough if he was a good goalie to be like, all right, we've got a goalie coming your way, he has five years or six and a half million a year left. That's like uh, that's a big investment if you kind of believe in him. I at this point I don't have much faith in Gibson at all, just because it's a third straight year. I was willing uh, going into this year to be like, it's been a weird couple of years. They haven't been good. Let's see. This year, Anaheim wasn't terrible. This is the kind of team that a good goalie should carry to, you know, being a little bit better than it was, which he was doing for a lot of the year. Right. He was a, a definitely above average goalie, a pretty good goalie. And then at some point in January, February, he became the worst goalie in the league for the rest of the season. Right. And like, you can look at that good part and be like, see, he still can be good. But I look at the, the three years now where he's played uh, well over 100 games, and he's at a 9 Oh, Sabres my God. I think that was just McKinnon just ripped yep. one off the post. Oh, my God. Oof. 
You know, it's funny watching Colorado. Like, obviously, you know, no disrespect to the Sabres, but Colorado and just watching them possess the puck, it's like they're playing a different sport than, like, pretty much, like, any other team in the league almost, it feels like sometimes. Like, they just are just unbelievable. Like, the talent level, like, the high-end talent is just off the charts. To be able to have two guys on your team, like Nathan McKinnon and Cal McCarr on the back end like that, I mean... It's insane. It's it's the equivalent almost of having guys like Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin on the same team. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but really, though, just having that high end of talent at both ends of the ice, like a, a, a perennial, you know, top of the leaderboard in points guy, MVP candidate, and a guy who is, like I said a couple weeks ago, also probably going to be an MVP candidate during some point in his tenure because of how good he is and how dominant he is in Kale McCarr. I mean, it's just a a thrill to watch them. You know, and I feel like, you know, every year there's always something special that you can, like, lean on in the playoffs or a team that's really playing with a lot of talent. Like, obviously, Tampa's been that these past couple of years. But I'm telling you, there's just something about this Colorado team that what Tampa is doing right now in terms of going after their third cup is absolutely something that in theory Colorado could be doing or for that matter at the start of right now. Yes. I mean, Colorado it's it feels like they Washington, don't have Vasilevsky, but yeah, it's true. just the talent though up front and like the youth in that talent. I think that you have to assume they're going to really try to pay Kemper uh, and if they can't, I think they'll have options. I think Whoever is a free agent goalie, or if you're a goalie on the block, like you're gonna want to go to Colorado. It's it's been very friendly for right Pavel and uh, and Darcy Kemper this year. Even mm-hmm. though Kemper, like I said, has played well. Even oh, though, oh man, so, Tampa Bay's power play uh, right now. Uh, Almost had a great oh and a deflection there. Oh yeah, Tampa's feeling it now. Oh, Kemper is. Plants and just in general, Colorado's D very sound here, but Tampa is definitely generating some chances. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Anyways, though. Yeah, I, I think you're gonna a lot of goalies are gonna want to go there if they can. So I, I don't think they'll have too much trouble where they have to go to John Gibson. I don't think anyone's gonna trade for John Gibson. I mean, at this point, you'd have to be kind of crazy to do that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. To me, even though trading for him now, the contract is not worth it. However, I do think that maybe if you were to put him on a good team, he would be able to get some of the magic back. You know, like, you're right. It's undeniable that the numbers haven't been in his favor for the past three seasons, obviously with the exception of earlier this year. But I don't know. I mean, he's going to be entering into his age 29 season. Like, he's not dead yet. You know, and maybe he could be the kind of guy that, you know, 29 years old, on a better team, better talent around you and in front of you, are you then able to consistently put together wins and then that gets your confidence back up? Because you got to think that playing in Anaheim these past three seasons and not really having a, a, a competitive team for that matter, for the majority of that, wears on a guy. Yeah, maybe the example would be like Steve Mason, who... Did not have as good of a track record as Gibson had. Mm-hmm. He had a, a really good rookie year, and then he was in Columbus, and it was a bad team, and he was bad for years. And he went to the Flyers, and there was a couple years where he was actually pretty good. He had some seasons where he was like, ah, a genuine benefit to the team, like a Flyers goalie, if you can believe it. Right. And that's maybe that's something, because Gibson is so weird, because I can't think of another goalie who was good long enough and had enough of a track record 
where you could reasonably be like, um, man, yeah, he's definitely good. I'd definitely be comfortable giving him a contract. And then had enough bad years that he had a, a bad enough track record that you're like, I'm confident I don't want him around. Mm-hmm. All before he's 30. Yeah. All before he's 29. It's a really strange thing. I don't really know what to think of it, but I, it's not a risk I'd be willing to take if I was any team, which leads me to believe if he has any kind of turnaround, it's going to have to come with Anaheim. Oh! Colorado just scored. It looks like, uh, was that Landis Cog, like tipped it in there at the I end? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it went hard to the net. Also, Youth hockey coaches love of... that goal right there. <laughs> they really do. They really, really do. I want to see the replay here, but it seemed like that was, I think, Bowen Byram who made a really good play on that rush, and he has been so solid and really stepped up for them in the playoffs, especially with the uh, the excuse me the the loss of Sam Gerrard. Yeah, Byram was Ooh, the one who led that rush that? in. Yeah, great, great drop back by Byram to Rantanen, and then. Ooh, or did he hit that with a stick in his feet, just one in the net? Let's see. Here comes the replay. Oh, Vasilevsky has to have that. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Oh, it was going in anyway. I don't even know if he scored that. Oh, that's a, that's a that's mistake a on Vasilevsky's part. Yeah. 100% a goal, but I don't even know if, if Landeskog touched it. We'll still, still, good effort. Oh, absolutely. See, that's tough because... That you you can get Landeskog and Ratnan coming at you. That's that's crazy. Like, so that goal, if it is Landeskog, it's gonna be Landeskog from Ratnan and Byram. None of those guys are like the best player at their position on the mm-hmm. team. That's crazy. Hey, well, and again, that goes back to my what we were saying earlier about just having, you know, you obviously McKinnon and McCarr, but like Rantanen is what a top ten winger in the league. You know, Kadri yeah. put up a hundred well, points he, for them this Rantanen year. Rantanen is the best winger on the team, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's no, it's. I mean, Landeskog obviously is Landeskog, just you know, captain, model of consistency for them. I mean, there and, and again, like this is all without Sam Gerrard, but you know, Devin Tays too. I mean, it's. I feel like we do this every time we talk about Colorado, and anytime anybody talks about Colorado, it's like, oh, they have this guy and this guy, and that's that. We're not even getting into like Nishkinen and Comfer and like all of these depth pieces that they have too. Ooh, I mean, ooh, oh, here we go. Over. Another opportunity here. Oh. oh, that was a. Was that a good play by Bogosian? Or my Stop it. It might have been. Oh, and a good breakout pass by there. Okay. Oh, that's a that's a dangerous hit. They're not gonna call it, alright. But yeah, no. No, you I, know, never um, mind, never mind. It was wait, who's is that him twenty four? Is that twenty four right there? What? Who uh made that play? Who? Bogosian are you talking about? Yeah. Bogosian's forty four, I think. Oh, okay, so that was twenty four then, I think. Or maybe he is twenty four. No, he was definitely just out there. Man. Oh, no, he is 24. Okay, my yeah, bad. Yeah, that was bad. Bogosian. That was great. Look at Bogosian out there with Hedman. He had a great stop, uh, cut off the angle, and then made a oh. breakout pass. And look, look, now here's Victor Hedman to do it again. I need, ooh. Ooh, no. Bogosian wow. again, having to save Victor Hedman. What else is new? What else were we, what were we just talking about before that? <laughs> Goalies, I think. Yeah, okay, so. Oh, sure, oh, they score again. Oh, man. That's oh, another man. not great Nishkinen. Yeah. Wow. I think Vasilevsky would love to have that back. Oh man, that's two goals. Did that go five hole on him. I think it went under his uh, his right arm, but let's see here because I I thought that looked weak. I didn't look like a. Oh, it did not look good at all. at all. No, that is brutal. All right, let's see. See, that starts with that giveaway from uh, from Hedman, though. Right. Uh, Wait, let's see here. Yeah, and then. Wow, and then he 
pretty much just puts his winger in a. Oh, you know what? That was a better shot than I looked at first. That was actually a pretty good shot. It was it five, five foot low. Go five foot, yeah. Still, I think he usually would get that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Man, Michigan with a now six he's someone that people thought was a draft bust. Mm-hmm. He was a top ten pick the year of... Uh, Dallas. Yeah, it was from Dallas, but was that the same year as Ristolainen? I think it might have been, yeah. yeah. I think it was 2013. Yep. Uh, yeah, but he's really turned himself into a nice role player. He really has. Good, consistent 60-point guy these past couple of years. Good for him. Yeah, and but he's also like um, a complete like a 200-foot guy. Yeah, he say. definitely is. A Sabres draft pick, Brandon Hagel, also in the Stanley Cup. I wonder... Mention. Oh, yes. I... Uh, I wonder who's going to end up going after him this year because he's going to fill in. He could fill a need for any team. He's going to be too expensive for Colorado, I would say. I think so as well. So they're already, as we've talked about, thinking about McKinnon's next deal. They have to be. Um, he's going to get a raise of probably close to six million dollars. Yeah, yeah. He's been a huge bargain, so that you know that gravy train's over. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean we'll Colorado has it pinned down in the zone again. Wow, this is crazy. It's a it's this is gonna be an interesting series, I think. People have talked, especially us, about like what a great matchup this is and how this is one of the best matchups in years. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was thinking about it though, it's so hard to, to know ahead of time. Well I was thinking how many Hall of Famers were were watching. I think That's fair to th- all right, let's go through. Well, and we've we've done this before, so we know it's not easy to forecast. <laughs> also because we know how many guys like, you know, because of injury or whatever reason just fall apart in the early thirties and then right. it's like, oh, are they really Hall of Famer? They have eight hundred points. Right. So let's start with this. Corey Perry's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, even though he's he's playing in a cup for his fourth fourth different team. He'll be a guy that's talked about. Yeah, but he I don't think he'll make it. No. I think Getzlaff will make it if anyone does. Mm-hmm. I agree. That Ducks team. Uh, so Hedman for sure. Hedman Hedman to me is the the num- Well, Hedman and Sam Koser. Yeah. I think the Hall of Famers if they retire today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like Kucherov, Vasilevsky, are both also headed that way. Yeah. Someone that could be headed that way with more responsibility. Well, no, with more seasons like this is his point. Yeah, for he needs sure. More of a track record, and so does Kucherov, frankly. But he's really on his way, I would say. Right. So that's that's all I got in the Tampa side. But that's a lot. All I got. That's five guys. Yeah. And their coach. Yeah. I think the coach is uh, John Cooper is. If he again, if he retired, he'd be in. Absolutely, and then on Colorado's side, I think. McKinnon and McCarr are two safe bets at this point, assuming their careers continue on the trajectory that they are. Yeah, they're what they're Kucherov not, is. Yeah, right. Basically. Right, I agree. And then on top of that, maybe Rantanen gets there if he keeps putting up points. I mean, he's still young and is consistently putting up 80-plus points a year. Yeah, he's a definite possibility, Rantanen is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right now it looks like those... Three on Colorado. So. I think a lot of it also is going to depend on how many cups this Colorado team ends up winning. Like that's a big thing. Yeah, if I mean, Landeskog ends up consistently, I mean, consider producing. Landeskog could be someone that gets in ten years, twelve years after he's eligible. Right. And some people are like, "Are you sure?" Some people are like, "You know what? He was important." Like when no, I don't want to make this hair. comparison. We got to get this guy in there. Remember when Kevin Lowe got in like two years? ago? Oh my god! And it's like he retired thirty years ago. What were you yeah. missing the first twenty? No, times? and like that. I mean, I that's. That's a way worse version of this. Landis Gogg's... Like, yeah, Landis Gogg's actually pretty important. good. Importance. Yeah, Landis Gogg, I'd say this. If he was in the team that never won the Stanley Cup, he would not be considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I agree. If he if he sticks around and gets, like, I don't know, 1,100, 1,200 points, especially, as a captain that wins a cup or two, 
that'd be huge for him. Oh, absolutely. Really, the threshold's probably going to change again. I think, I don't know what it, I don't know if there ever has been an actual point threshold. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a breakaway oh, here. Oh, here we go. Rantanen. Ooh, big save by Veslevsky there. That could have been bad. Yeah. Oh, he just wow. Got laid out Killorn. by Killorn. Goodness. All right, let me ask you this then. Who are, give me one guy on each team that you think has an outside shot of making the Hall of Fame. A hmm. non-traditional guess. Okay, so. Like, not the ones that we said, pretty much. I'll go early, because, yeah, because Landeskog is an outside shot, but we already talked about him. So I'm going to say, if he's this kind of guy that he's been through his first 50 or so games, Bowen Byram is going to be an unbelievable player. Yeah. It's insanely early to say that, but he's so talented. Like, I guess that would be my, you know, it's he's probably like 1,000 to 1 or 100 to 1 to make the Hall of Fame right now. Right. I would, I would put a little money down on that. Interesting. Like, just as a, hey, he could do it. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got the talent, too. I mean, Absolutely. He's, he's unbelievably he talented. He just already seems like he belongs. And oh, he Colorado again. Oh. He wasn't even their pick. He's Ottawa's. Yeah. They got him uh, in the Matt Duchesne trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on Tampa's side, God, who would be on Tampa's side? Uh, I could... I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anyone, because I said they're three big forwards. No one that's young on Tampa. I really sticks out to me in that way. No one yeah, that's unless Sergachev wins a couple Norrises. <laughs> yeah, Sir, see, it's, Sir, I don't believe that much in Sergachev. No, I know. So who's in, I guess the outside the box one is Corey Perry. Someday okay, someone's like hey, there you go. it's a light year, and they're like, well, he made the cup with four different teams. He won an MVP. He won one of those Stanley Cups at least. He, God, I can't say he was a leader. Someone might say he was a leader at some point. I think people would. Yeah. And he'll end up with like 900 points or something like that. We're going to check on this right now. He's going to be not that high in career points. No, he is not going to end up with 900. He's at 776. Okay, I can't I can't say him then because he's pretty much done. Yeah. I uh, thought he would have scored more goals. He only has... Or actually, no, no, no. Excuse me. I'm sorry. He has 858. 858 still not great. Maybe he's my answer. I split it between him and Sergachev. Like 858, maybe... and he won't hit it, but he has over 400 goals. He won't hit five. He only has 405. Yeah, that's so... going to have to be a way down the line thing. Yeah. Because who else on Tampa could even make it? Like, the other guys are just the Hall of Very Good guys, like Ryan McDonough and Andre Palat. Right. Alex Killorn. I don't know if he counts as Hall is very good. He's a good role player. Ryan McDonough? Kalorn. No, Ryan McDonough. Could he, I mean, yeah, I said him. Oh, did Hall you say him? I didn't, hear, I didn't hear you say him. I'm I mean, sorry. do you think he's a better mm-hmm. shot to make than Corey Perry? Hardware matters. He'll, if he has three cups, that'll matter. Yeah. Corey Perry has an MVP, for whatever that's worth, and uh, a Rocket Richard. No, that's fair. I think that should be something that's a part of... I mean, it literally contention. is. That's how, yeah, that's how it works. Like, it's definitely not... A good process. It's, yeah, I would it's probably usually say just adding up MVPs. And I think if shit like yeah, that. I, I think Perry is more likely than McDonough. Yeah, I would say so. Who knows? Like if McDonough was a captain of a different team, and mm-hmm. he made a cup. So I'm, yeah, no, I mean I that's fair. He I, yeah, but. He never, he doesn't have what Perry has, which is being unquestionably one of the most dominant players for at least a given amount of time. 
That given amount of time was one year. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has McDonough ever? No. I wouldn't say he's... Yeah, he's, he hasn't been anywhere close. Right. Yeah. That's true. That counts for something. Can you make the Hall of Fame a second time as an executive if you already made it as a player? I, like in like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where like the Beatles are in there, but like Paul McCartney and John Lennon and George yeah. are all in there individually. Isn't What's-His-Name in there twice? I think you uh, can be. The Foo Fighters? Dave Grohl? Yeah. Yeah. He is. Oh, ooh, we got a little... Oh, I oh! scored! Was that... Two to one! Ross Colton, then. Who's that on the follow-up there? Was that Paul? I think it was. I think that was it was a Nick crazy Paul. play. That... Yeah, that was him. I always love, after goals, if you notice, that they always will show like a quick zoom-in shot of the opposing team's coach like just grilling an iPad to see. Like I feel like it's the same shot every single time where they just have this like angry face just like staring deeply into this iPad. Wow, oh, yeah, Nick boy. Paul. Weird goal. A, I mean another one that I don't love the goalie's effort on. No, and just in general a weird goal. Like what? Yeah, he loses oh. control of that and then it hits off of Kemper and goes in. Well it hits off the defenseman's stick. I couldn't tell who that was that because Byron was the other defenseman on that play. Was that uh, Johnson? Was that Jack Johnson? It might have. Was he? Uh, I don't know. Or was it Eric? Yeah, well, I think it was Eric. Yeah. Wow, crazy goal! Wait, yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, it was Eric Johnson. Yep. So let's see. Eric Johnson hits it back to him, kind of. Uh, I mean, he just it. he stops. Yeah, he doesn't clear. He just it just stops. But then it hits Paul's stick twice, back to back. Yep. And takes a really lucky bounce, if we're being honest. I mean, obviously, it's a great play. Ziggy has thoughts, everybody. Ziggy said it's not it's not Kemper's fault. Which you know that's fair. That's fair. He, I don't I don't know. I'm not a goalie coach. So I have a question for you, Taylor. Where would you rank Darcy Kemper among the league's top goalies? Fifteen. I think it's hard. I, I don't really have a hard and fast um, ranking because I think it's more ranges. But, yeah, I would put him in the, the solidly above average range. Yeah. That you can be pretty confident in then. I think Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, and Hellebuck are the top range. I don't know if you'd add anyone. That's my top range, at least. Yeah, no, that's fair. But there's so many and guys well, that... And I think, I personally think that Vasilevsky and Shesterkin are a step above Hellebuck at this point with the season that he had. Yeah, this season at least. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think just in general among like standing, we, they're we all out there. But I think in the playoffs again, after <laughs> what the Jets are up to. Maybe if Winnipeg trades him. Honestly, they should. I that sounds crazy because he's so good, but mm-hmm. like if you're going to kickstart this rebuild, you should kickstart this rebuild. You missed the playoffs with Hellebuck, and he wasn't even having. I mean, this this season showed you what they are. Hellebuck had a pretty good season, and yeah. they didn't make the playoffs. Even like no, Blake Wheeler came back strong. He had a good second half, a productive second half. Mm-hmm. Mark Schleifley, same thing. It doesn't matter. Like you got to move on from this era. Like you had a nice—I don't want to say you had a nice run. You had a run, <laughs> better than some runs. A run was had. Yeah, yeah you made I one agree. conference final. You won, I think, a total of two playoff series, maybe three. Now you know, just I mean, let go of those guys. He really is actually up there. Cause think about it. All right, so in terms of, I guess, looking at both standing in the NHL, generally speaking, but also performance this season. Guys who would be ahead of him, UC Saros, I would say. Um, then Hellebuck? No, then uh, Kemper. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Back to back to Kemper. Yeah. So I would I would say UC Saros, Freddie Anderson, with how he played this uh, year. I don't know. That's fair. All right, we'll leave him off. That's your Demko. I put them pretty similar. I think. Ottinger. Ottinger was better Potential. this year. Yeah, yeah, that's a small sample size thing. How about Markstrom? Markstrom, I I think is maybe a hair ahead of Kemper. I mean, Markstrom's been really solid. Yeah, though. but then you look at the rest of this list, though. It's like who else? Are you, like you're not gonna put Tristan Jari ahead of him. I don't no think. No way. You know, like. Um, not either of the Minnesota goalies and Talbot or Flurry. Not uh, who else we even got here. Well, I mean, Fleury, not like Flurry's impossible to know. Bobrovsky, no Flurry. Yeah, Swayman might be on the same level as Kemper. Like I just, I, there's so many guys. It's like I don't, I can't say you're can, you're definitely for sure better than Kemper. But like I wouldn't mind. I think you Kemper of him. is definitely above Swayman. At this point, yeah. But I'd feel pretty confident if I were the Bruins and having Swayman going forward. As, as confident yeah, as you can be sure. in having a goalie with that few games played. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. So, I mean, yeah, that, there in of itself, that you can make a case for top ten, I would say. Definitely could. Absolutely, especially with the way he played this year. I mean, we probably would have only gotten through five, like five or six there. Yeah. Confidently, at least. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think there's a huge... Because, like, all right, in 20... Let's see... At this point in 2020, I would have said, yeah, Jordan Bennington, yeah, i definitely take him. At this point last year, I'd say, Jordan Bennington, definitely not. Through most of this season. <laughs> yeah. After the playoffs, it's like, eh, no. maybe. Maybe Jordan Bennington. He had a really good playoffs. <laughs> he did, but him as a person, no. Yeah, he's a, he is a, a feisty fella. I don't. He know is what we in the industry baby. call a douchebag, everybody. Yeah, he is, he is a... You know what? It's, it's such a funny thing that happened in the West this year with uh, with teams that Colorado beat, is that their goalies just acted like complete babies. Not David Rittich and the other poor saps in the first round, <laughs> but like, man, look at how Mike Smith acts. Anytime, any of the million times he got scored on, bad. He just loses it. Like when that that hundred foot goal got scored on mm-hmm. him, and he was just immediately looking around like, "Come on, guys." <laughs> You gotta respect it in a way, though. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I I do respect Mike Smith. Just leaning into it that much. Yeah. We're trying to figure out the guy who did this. <laughs> That's really his energy throughout the playoffs. Was <laughs> Bennington is like, he's a, I guess like Bart Harley Jarvis. <laughs> he's the bad boy of the competition. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, everybody, four minutes and twenty-five seconds left in the first period. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been an exciting first period. It really has been entertaining, I which, would, as would, you'd expect, these are two really damn good teams. Yeah, I think you're seeing uh, Tampa Bay start to get their footing a little bit, but now Colorado's about to. Oh, oh my cannon! Just draws a penalty. Yeah, it's gonna be tripping on. Was that Palat? Here we go. No, I think Sorelli. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about Anthony Sorelli. For the Hall of Fame thing? Just in general, I feel like we haven't even no. talked about him. But especially even for that, potentially. I mean, if he, we were talking about him. He's going to be up there for Selkie, even though I said I don't think he'll ever win one. Like, if he does end up... I think up, he will win one. If he ever does, I mean, there you go. He wins a couple of those, potentially. Because I think that the the opportunity is really going to open up, if especially if Bergeron retires. But even now, with him getting older, I mean, like... The guys I feel like that were really leading the way in the past era now 
with this, with Bergeron winning this year, and who knows if he's back next year and what level he's at, but like, it feels like it's about to be the time that there's going to be a real shift in that. Yeah. You know, whereas with, I think, a lot of other things, I mean, like, McDavid for the past handful of years has been the guy who you always know is going to win the MVP. A little bit with the Norris, but I mean, Hedman's been there, you know? Like, before that, Yossi was around for a while, and he had a big bounce back here. But when I think about the Selkie, though, after Bergeron, it's like thinking about those guys like, Kopitar's not going to win it again. Couturier, the Flyers, I don't think, are going to be good enough for them to be. And Colorado's going to a five-on-three. Dear God. Yeah, But, you know, right there, those are three guys that I feel like year after year are in this. Whereas now it's going to be interesting to see which of these young guys, like Sorelli or Joel Erickson, that guy I know gets up there a lot in uh, these conversations. Rasmus Asplund probably is going to win next year, so he's somebody (laughs) you got to keep in mind. No, I I think... um... I think you hang around long enough and you just get the award eventually. Yeah. Like, everyone was talking about, like, oh, Barkov, so underrated, Barkov, so underrated. And then what happens? Yeah, eventually, Barkov gets it. Yeah. No, that's fair. And he's another one, too. I mean, he's young enough still that he absolutely is going to be in the conversation for a bit. Yeah. So I think Sorelli has an opportunity. And, like, this has been deduced. I should give uh, credit to Rob Volman who has been an analyst guy for a while, he had someone write for his book. Might have been a guy named Tom Awad, now that I think about it, who's just like, this is like a formula that will get you into the Hall of Fame, and it ends up being pretty accurate. It's really like, it gives certain weight to like the Hart Trophy is the most valuable, but if you win a Vesna, that'll be huge. If you win a, a Selkie, a Norris, a Conn Smythe, if your team won the Cup, if you were a captain, and you get these points, and this is the there's a certain threshold with those points where you're very likely to make the Hall of Fame. You just add it up, you find it. It, it, you find it to be incredibly accurate. And that makes sense because at the end of someone's career, I think a lot of guys go like, is that guy a Hall of Famer? Was he not? Well, would he win? Include all-stars in that as well. Yeah. Regular uh, postseason. So if if Sorelli can win the Selkie. Oh, baby. Oh, no. Wow. Still a five on three. Yeah, 45 more seconds of that. In fact, I'd like to move him ahead of Corey Perry in my rankings. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Oh, big shot there. Big save by Veslevsky on McKinnon with a huge point shot. Oh, my God. Ooh, 30 seconds left. Here we go. Big block by Cernak on a one-timer from McKinnon. Oh, the score! Miko Rantanen. But was that tipped? Ooh, was it? He says no. Sorelli is pissed. Sorelli says it was not tipped. (laughs) Oh, man. Three goals. Oh, no, it was Arturi Lekkinen. Lekkinen. There you go. On the deflection from Miko Rantanen. Wow. Yeah, so McKinnon keeps the play alive, gives it over to Landeskog. Landeskog passes it out. It's Rantanen creeping in, and pretty much from the faceoff die, it gets deflected in front of the net by Lekkinen. Great. Hell of a goal. Oh, man, John Cooper is heated right now he is on this is starting to look like game one of the conference final Mm -hmm. and it's still a power play for 50 seconds colorado can just kind of put it away here man oh man it is bumping in colorado sorelli is now who was the who was the uh, first penalty on um doesn't matter now no he's out no it does not seven goals for lekin in the playoffs a good little trade for both teams i would say Absolutely. Because Montreal would be getting uh, the 30th pick? 
32nd pick? Yeah. That's good for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a few picks coming to them now. They also have Calgary's first. All right, we're back at full strength, so they killed it off, but... Oh, you know what? man. <laughs> Colorado just scored, almost scored again anyway. So they still got him pinned down on the zone with a minute and a half left. I think this is like uh, in boxing when you just like want to get out of the round, just put your hands up, be like, we'll get to the next round. We, this one was not ours. Shots are 15-6 for Colorado, so... When I said Tampa was starting to find their footing a couple minutes ago, and then they immediately tripped someone... They, in fact, did not McKinnon. start to find their footing. No. Oh, just a good rush there, though, by Palat. Oh, Tampa's got some possession here. Ooh. I know, and I was thinking about, it's been seven years since Tampa's first cup run with this team. Wow. The the triplets line. It mm-hmm. was Palat, Kucherov, and Tyler Johnson. And Tyler Johnson was definitely the most uh, highly thought of on that line that year. <laughs> at that point. Time is a funny thing, isn't it? It really is, because I'd say within two years, it was like, Tyler Johnson is overpaid, and Kucherov is one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And then he was the MVP. Still has the most points in the season in the cap era. Crazy. Truly dominant that year. Yeah. And he's still pretty young, too. He is, yeah. I mean, he's him and... Uh, is Pilat also still in his 20s? He is not in his 20s. No, that's sad. His life's over. Yeah, that's tough. That's got to be a really tough scene. Veselevsky's still in his 20s. Yes. Sergachev still is. Sorelli, Braden Point, Kucherov. That's nice. Good for Tampa. All right, so this is pretty much it. Or is that icing? That'll be icing. So Tampa has 10 seconds to to make something happen here. They're going to face off in Colorado zone. Game two Saturday night. But uh, no no one in Buffalo will be watching. They're too busy uh, watching the Buffalo Bandits Saturday night. Win. The NLL champion. That's right. People in Colorado will probably not be watching that game at all. Because <laughs> they're watching the Avalanche. Well, yeah. It. Imagine being a fan of both. And that's tough. Well, probably not really, actually. But what, what, what if, yeah, Maybe you have a dual nice. screen kind of thing going actually, on. Actually, yeah. You, know? you can make it work. Like if Something on the TV, the other on the laptop, you know? Well, it's like if you were a huge, huge... What are they called? Colorado Mammoth? I don't know. The, if you're just a huge NLL guy oh, in Oh, here we go. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Nope, never mind. Just send it behind the net. That's, they won the draw, but then... I don't know what that was. Nothing doing. That was Sergachev. That was a weird play. Wow. Well, Colorado ends the first period with a 3-1 to one lead. We'll see if they hold on. But, Taylor, do you have something you'd like to share with the people? Yeah, let's, let's hear a word from our sponsors, DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, as you probably know. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 in any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. All right, Taylor, well, before we sign off, do you have anything you'd like to share with the people? 
Well, should we mention that um, there's some weird uh, coach stuff going on in the NHL now? Yes, yeah, some hires. Jack Eichel has a new coach. Bruce Cassidy. Is this Jack Eichel's sixth NHL coach now? Darn right it is. Wow. What a run he's had. Bruce Cassidy is <laughs> an interesting hire uh, because he's, I think he's a, he's a pretty good coach. Absolutely, yeah. He's I average. think a lot of Bruins fans were pretty bummed that they fired him. It definitely wasn't because of the team's performance. Right. Uh, they averaged 110 points per 82 games in his coaching tenure. They made a Stanley Cup. They made the playoffs, I believe, every year, if I'm not mistaken, wow. of that run. It was it was a nice little run, you could say. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's interesting to see him go. I mean, there's a, apparently he had issues with the younger guys. On that team. was something that people said, yeah. Won't be a problem in Vegas, I assume. Because I think so. Are there any young guys you have a problem with? <laughs> Is anyone there under 27 years old? Eichel's like the youngest guy in the team. Eichel are like, I think Shea Theodore's a couple years older actually than Eichel. And then <laughs> Nolan Patrick, but he's probably gone, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. And then uh, allegedly, the Flyers are going to hire John Tortorella, which I believe will be his fifth team. That's certainly something. Yeah. I, I just, with Barry Trotz available... You're really going to hire John Tortorella over Well, him? is Barry Trotz available to them, though? They interviewed with him twice. Yeah, but is he saying yes? I mean, he could be holding out to see other offers, but at the same time, though... Is anyone else without a coach? Yeah, Winnipeg, I think, still. Really? Man, Winnipeg, you guys have been eliminated for as long as we have. Get get it going. I also Your read coach something... coach resigned in, like, December. I also read something that said that it would be a potential possibility that Trotz could go to, on an outside chance, San Jose to be the GM there because he eventually wants to move into a management role rather than being a coach. Eventually? And that that be, he's like 60. Yeah. Well, there <laughs> you go. Get going. That's what I'm saying. Do they not have a GM? Oh, no. wait, because their GM stepped down. Doug Wilson. Yeah, he stepped down. Okay. That's actually an interesting idea. San Jose, we played them twice this year. I know we talked about it both times, but do they have a coach? That's a good question. I assume they had one. <laughs> At some point or another, they did. Let's see here. Yeah, Bob Bugner. He's still their coach? All right, good for him. Former Sabre. Wow. Yeah, so that's interesting. I, Tortorella was good for a time, I guess. He won a cup in Tampa. But I don't know. Like, How, how good was Tortorella in Columbus? Was he pretty good? I guess yeah, he's fine. I, you could say that. He wasn't a disaster or anything like he was in Vancouver or with Team USA. So he's been fine, but it's just like, what are you actually trying to do next year for Philadelphia? Like, they had like 60-something well, points. I know. Like, you have to rebuild. You can't just blame it all on Carter Hart this time. Right. Your team is terrible. Right. Man, so this stat, oh, by the way, they're, they're showing on TV. They only trailed for 12 minutes and 13 seconds. And so they did trail for 12, 13 in that period. Last year they only trailed for 26 minutes, 41 seconds in the entire cup. Wow. That's wild. Wow, so, wow, wow. Anyway, I got to say, also, the studio show, I haven't loved it. I think TNT's done a better job. This is Steve Levy, Messier, and Chelios. Yeah. The Tockett, Liam McHugh, Gretzky, and Gretzky and isn't it? Yeah, that's been significantly better. Yeah. TNT, good at, good at uh, halftime shows. They are. Pressure. They're just good at broadcasting in general. NBA always has the best. Yeah. 
Man. Mm. Ah, well, well, oh, hello, Ziggy. there you go. <laughs> Ziggy is growing restless. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any recommendations or anything like that? No, I don't think I do today. I recommend if anybody is interested, you should come out to uh, Jackrabbit on Friday night because my band just added a show there. We're playing at 11.30 from 11.30 to 1. So if you guys are uh, not doing anything, I recommend you come and see Slow Animals play. All right, so... What do you recommend? Hmm, I'm going to recommend Barry. I heard that the finale was insane. Yeah, Barry's very good. Uh, that's season three that just wrapped up. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Bill Hader show on uh, HBO. It's it's very funny, but also it's very good. It's mm-hmm. a very it's, uh, very dark, isn't it? It's very dark. In addition to being very funny, so yeah, it's it's a it's a really good show. I won't say too much about it. It's about a hitman basically who wants nice. to become an actor. So that's that's the long and short of it. Great performances from him and a few other people on the show, including Henry Winkler. Come on, who's you know Love that been given great performances for like fifty years now. He really what has. What a guy. So, Great in Arrested Development and Parks and Rec. Yeah, I mean, he's been in so many things. He was in Scream. Yep. As people know, he was in. He's been in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies, like more than yeah. you expect. He's been in like half a dozen of them. Um, he like the I guess Fonz. He's the Fonz is, is the famous thing, but yeah, he's so many things in the in the nineties. He was so great in. Like, it's just so funny that he was like, he's his range is unbelievable. Like, he's mm-hmm. he was like the star of the biggest TV show in the world. He's a, a, I guess a character, a recurring kind of funny character in in these TV shows. But then, like, you know, he's the coach in the Water Boy, or he's the principal in Scream. Yeah. Just he'll just be in it, literally anything. So that's great. I mean, I assume you haven't finished Stranger Things yet. Maybe we can I talk haven't. about that on Sunday. We'll do that Sunday for sure. I'll have it done by then. We'll also be one episode away from the finale of Obi Wan Kenobi. At which point, I will be able to talk about that more. But you sadly will not. I can talk about it. You can. That's fair. <laughs> It's not against the law yet. It's not against the law. in a negative way. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, all right. I don't, I don't think I have... Yeah, like I said, I said my anti-recommendation on Sunday, and I haven't seen any movies since then, so... Damn. When's Morbius come out on DVD? Yeah, I'm going to buy it on DVD. <laughs> what think we can get it on Blu-ray? going to be on? It's going to be, like, on Crackle, which I don't think it's <laughs> Crackle. It's going to be on one of those free streaming nah, services. Nah, I bet it'll be on that... HBO Max, probably, right? What is it? Well, what is Morbius? It's a Sony movie, yeah. right? Then it won't be on Max, will it? What did Spider-Man end up on? Actually, they just put the, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies on Netflix. I saw that. That's interesting. Hmm. So that was top ten in America the one day for most watched on Netflix. Guys, That's something. do something better with your time. Do not watch those <laughs> terrible... There's so many other good Andrew Garfield movies you could be watching. He is a great actor. Um, he really is. So where, where is the new Spider-Man, though? Because that's where this Morbius will be. What do you mean? If it's not already. Like, where is it streaming? Like, the, the Tom Holland one, you mean? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Not on Disney+. Plus. I don't even know where Sony streams stuff. I don't think they even do, potentially. I don't know if they have a license with anywhere. That's a... Wow, that's very interesting. Like, is Venom anywhere? Is Venom... Or is Venom not Sony? Is Venom... Um, no, it is, too. It's the same universe. I'm yeah, that's sure. right. Yeah. That's, that's right, because Morbius mentions them in the trailer, but maybe right. not the real movie. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Someday, though, that'll be my recommendation. I promise. Morbius will be? Or it'll be an anti-recommendation. Who knows? <laughs> I have a feeling... It, yeah, no, it's not. It's on, like, Prime Video and... So you gotta rent it. Yeah, I'm exactly. not paying American money for Morbius. Wait, let's see here. Can you actually? 
Oh, maybe it's on Hulu. Hmm, I do have Hulu. That's interesting. I don't know that for sure, though. All right, well, any last thoughts you'd like to share before we say goodbye, Taylor? Hmm, well, uh, I don't know who, who should my random former Sabres player of the episode be. Maybe Brandon Hagel, even though he's not Brandon a Hagel. He was a draft pick, that counts. I'm going to go with Tyler Myers because Anthony Scandria said in a Twitter thing that he was doing where he would just give no context but what Sabres player you remind he remind or you remind him of. He said Tyler Myers for me, and I quote, Tyler Myers fucking obviously. So I'm going to go with, yeah, because I'm tall. Because I'm tall. I hate this slander against tall people. We get so much hate these days. It's just I sad. don't agree at all. <laughs> I think... Uh, it's a hard knock life for us out here. It's not easy finding the correct size of pants. Low-hanging trees. You never have to deal with that. I do, actually. Not these as trees much as are I getting low-hanging on Not as much as I do. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, but man, it's, it's happened a couple times. I should stop looking down on my phone so much. Man, I thought he was saying Tyler Myers because you don't go hard in the corners. Or wow. Like or is he saying that I had a lot of promise as a youth and then as I got older, it's quickly diminished away? I don't know how much promise you had. Um, That's a good point. <laughs> That's a great point. He's saying you make too much money. That's probably fair, too. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things he could be saying in that. Hey, it's Brian Boucher. I actually kind of like him. Brian Boucher, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's my random former flyer of the episode. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Mine is uh, Nolan Patrick, my random former flyer. Ugh. I know. I know. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode. Make sure you're going and checking out all of our fellow shows and follow them both on social media. You can also follow us on social media, Straight Up Sabres on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, as Taylor said before, make sure you're heading to DraftKings and using that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. As we had said, it is 3-1 now after the first period between the Avalanche and Tampa Bay in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals. We'll see how it ends up turning out, but in the meantime, everybody will be back with a brand new episode on Monday. This has been Straight Up Sabres. (laughs) 